we'll continue our reflection from yesterday's teaching on the, the righteousness that God has bequeathed to us, the salvation God has committed to us in Christ. And we're able to strike that point that it is not our personal piety that brings about our salvation. Our acts of goodness lack sufficient material to justify you before God. Even what we call the acts of righteousness or acts of goodness lack even certain ingredients that will make it pure before God. Sometimes even our intentions for doing such things can even mar the quality of the goodness that is contained in that action. We know very well that many times the things that we do, we do them because of interest. 80% of what we do is based on interest based on gain. Even as you do the good you do, for instance, you are giving arms to somebody who is on the street, and as you are just saying, take, he comes and collects it like this. Tell me, flow of God, what is going to be your reaction? First of all, you get offended. Secondly, you may say, see this one. <laughs> do you know that expression already? has made even the action you put up with to be null and void. You see the point? It means that the quality of your love is not strong enough. If the quality of your love was strong enough, when the person did that, you will be able to understand at what frequency this person is operating from and still pity the person the more. But to show how we are vulnerable, even in our goodness, our intentions are not pure. In our actions, we have different motives. And above all, we have wrong dispositions. So that is why God understands this and has made for us a new system. Jesus is a new system. Jesus is our righteousness now. So what happens is that any good you are doing, any act of righteousness you are putting up with it, your Christian life ends up in the person of Christ. It is Christ now that will magnify your little good. It is Christ now that will magnify your righteousness before the Father. That's why he said, whatever I want to do, do it in my name. So uh, when it comes to the Father, it is not what you did that, that is presented before the Father. Jesus has done a lot of things to make it presentable. That is why, if you understand this, that is why you have to live for him. Many Christians don't see the reason why they should live for Christ. For them, living for Christ is, okay, I go to church, and uh, I do my part, and I pray to Jesus, and I know that he will not allow me to suffer in this world. But to live for Jesus is not that. To live for Jesus is that you are going to deny yourself of some legitimate you know, rights you have, you lose your freedom. 
you lose your ability to control yourself. You don't own yourself again. You lose the ownership of yourself. That is why he said, whoever wants to follow me must what? First of all, deny himself. Lose the right of self-ownership. Lose the right of getting angry. Lose the right of your personality. A homie. If you don't destroy those idols, you cannot fully be plunged into Christ to the point where his righteousness can be your righteousness. Where his goodness can be your goodness. Where his obedience will be obedience. So that's why our Christian work of faith demands that every day we submit to him. We must yield ourselves to him. The more we become rebellious, the more we cut away from ourselves from him. That's why he see in the gospel, he restrained this point again very deeply. He said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. He now says, abide in my love. You see, he can love you and you will not abide in his love. And if you don't abide in his love, you will not enjoy the benefits of his love. He said, live in my love. That means, put yourself in my love and remain there. Enjoy my love. Let my love overwhelm you. Let my love conquer you. Let my love take hold of you. Let my love deal with you. You know, when you see a woman who is in love with a man who has proposed to her for marriage, and she truly loves this man, she can do anything for that person. She can take any risks for that man. She's been driven, she can even put her own life in danger. She can afford to lose all her friends just because she has found the love of her life. You can imagine that kind of thing. So that's why it is also with, when you discover the love of God, Nothing on this earth can, can, can attract you again, can catch your attention again. Money will not make sense to you. Insult will not make sense to you because you are too, you know, uh, uh, consumed with what you have discovered. Paul says, who can separate me from this love of Christ? He, he discovered it. He says, is it persecution? Is it hunger? Is it, per- is it peril? He mentioned all the things that threaten us in life. And he says, on account of the love I have found in Christ, I am more than what? A conqueror. You are the one to remain in that love. You are the one to force yourself in that love because the devil will do everything to pull you out of that love. To make you start attacking yourself. Behold me, what I have, what I can do, my brain, my intelligence, what, your, 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 your pedigree. These are the things that will speak for you. And many live on the energy of these realities. And these energies cannot combine with the energy of Christ. That's why you must deny yourself. Remain in my love. He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, the commandment here, we've explained that before, is not the Ten Commandments. It is the commandment of his word. Being a word-conscious person. Allowing the world to dominate you. It's called the lordship of the world. It's called the lordship of the world. You will know it. It will permeate you. It will determine the actions you put up with in life. You respond to this world. Not based on your human impulses. You respond based on the word of God that have crystallized in your soul. That have taken hold of you. 
The word says forgive. No matter how I have my arguments in my head, I am commanded to forgive. Yes, sir. I forgive. And I walk away. I have allowed the lordship of the world to take over. The word says pray. I can't say, ah, I'm tired. No. The word has commanded me to pray. So I must subject myself to the discipline of prayer. That's the lordship of the world. The word says you should fast. The Lord, the, the Lord said you should do this or do that. So whatever the world de- no, desires, you will see yourself doing it. You will compel yourself doing it. That's how you remain in his love. And as long as you are allowing the world to take hold of you, Jesus will be your righteousness. Jesus will be your victory. Jesus will be your financial prosperity. Jesus will be your joy. Jesus will be your peace. Jesus will be everything. His power will sponsor all these things in your life. That is the mystery we're talking about here. And he concludes by saying, My joy will be in you, and your joy will be full. But when you are disconnected, you'll be troubled. Worry will eat up your soul. Distress will weigh you down. Every time your brain is calculating, you will sleep and wake up, you know, without having good sleep. Because these things are taking hold of you. You are not remaining in his love. Dear child of God, fight to remain in the love of Christ. It is our daily work of faith. As you come every day to receive the Holy Communion, it's part of the fight. Second level, meditate on the word. Meditate on the word. After money mass, don't just go and say, I have attended mass and you forget. No. At your quiet time, take your phone, go to the readings again. What has the Lord told you today? What has touched your heart? Pray with it. Develop that habit and allow the word to keep forming your heart. Forming your heart. Shaping your heart. Shaping your heart. Cutting off everything that is attaching itself to your heart all the time. Pain will attach itself. Troubles of this world are attached to yourself. All kinds of things, energies to come and attach yourself in your heart. And then they all stir you up to distress. You see yourself struggling to be happy. You think happiness will come from outside? Sorry. You'll be investing wrongly. The only place peace and joy come from is from the Lord. The, joy, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. Don't be distracted. Don't be confused. Don't beat about the bush. Give direction to your Christian life every day. That's the only treasure you have. The people of God. This is the only treasure you have. And it must bear fruit. You must grow in it. No matter the weight of you know, pressure from different quarters of life. The pressures are meant to keep you. You must keep pressing. That is the perseverance we're talking about. And the Holy Spirit is poised beyond measure to help us if we are ready to walk with him. He will give us the energy to persevere. He will make the joy remain. Jesus said, when he comes, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. May that be our portion through Christ our Lord.